Welcome to the Big Black Fun. Let's see what Kevin, Carl, and Dimitri have for us this week. Big Pot. That's a. Oh, by the way, I just need to tell you Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, he says Big Pot. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm saying it. What? Big Pot. Yeah, he says it the last episode. Yeah. What what way? They all say it. Yeah, yeah. Good ending. Good ending, but I feel like I'm going to say a real nice Quebecois word here. The last season was Garoche. Garoche? Everything was like. Quick, 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 quick! We need to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, so like that, that, that thing that Holt needed to do for the last uh, seven season, right? Uh, two sentence done. Okay, what's next? <laughs> better, still better than Game of Thrones. Oh, hundred percent. But yeah. it's yeah, also but better than some shows that think that they will continue, but they can get canceled. Mm, like yeah. uh, My Name Is Earl was like that. It was a good show, and then after season three or something, they just cancel it, and it's like, oh fuck! There's so many things that, that ended like <laughs> left unfinished. Yeah. 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 But if I look at other like Michael Schur TV shows uh, like The Office and um, Parks and Rec, maybe and Parks and Rec, yeah, it is a bit less rush. Even if it, they were, took the time to close everything. <laughs> well, The Office was long. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys! <laughs> but the last two seasons weren't great, right? Once Michael I think they were great. I'm just saying that Brooklyn Nine. I just felt like like you had that first two episodes that were kind of really like uh, we're woke and it's okay. After that, you had like four fillers. And like two, three episodes. Well, the without spoiling anything, there's a thing where Peralta's misbehaving, kind of, and it kind of leads to nowhere. I guess so five months suspension. But like, but yeah. what did that lead to? Like nothing. It, you know what I mean? It kind of didn't lead to anything. Yeah. I like that. I like that. The, there's one scene when um, I forget his name is. Uh, he's he's my favorite character. His best friend there. Boyle. Boyle. When he, when when he when he wakes up and like when he goes to his son's room and it's Peralta <laughs> and he goes oh uh, where's Nicolaj in the closet Nicolaj Nicolaj in the closet no it's Nicolaj because Nicolaj Nicolaj he goes Nicolaj Nicolaj yeah it's amazing Nicolaj it's amazing that whole I'm saying it yeah exactly but after that after that goes Nick Nick come on Nick 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 feel like I'm saying it that way. Boy, yeah, my favorite character is, is amazing. Yeah. So, welcome everyone to yeah. uh, that uh, this week, this new installment of the BBC podcast. Not the radio, not the not the news, not the news, not the uh, any of those things. We're not affiliated. We need a legal, call the legal department. I'll figure this thing out. Yeah. We are affiliated to. <laughs> though. Oh. Wow. <laughs> People will not even know. Say, wait, black. <laughs> <laughs> wow, a lot of beeping inside the episode. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> Big one. <laughs> Wait, I thought, huge. That they're saying. I thought we were talking about clocks here. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm in the wrong oh. episode. Oh, wrong yeah. podcast. What is this couch doing here? <laughs> I gotta get out. Uh, <laughs> we're an episode that we said that was like the that's a uh, BBC After Dark. Yeah, yeah. That's the second. Podcast. I wonder if people cringe. You know, like they, they for listen. sure, for sure. You know, I had a cringe moment today. I was uh, thinking well, about your life. Yeah. Went, oh God. <laughs> No, you Look get, it in the mirror. Oh you know my what? God, who's this guy? I'm going to make you cringe. No, not cringe. You make you go like, you know, like, oh, I was I was reading the news and um, as you guys know, oh, that's R. Kelly's on trial. Again? And uh, yeah. Who did he pee on uh, this time? And uh, it's all about the like the, the sex trafficking, the underage uh, wow. girls he's dating. And you know, I don't know if you guys remember, he used to date a girl named Aaliyah. It's almost like he has a type. Yeah. He, he, he dated a girl named Aaliyah, right? And Aaliyah was... Aaliyah the singer who yeah, died. died in a plane crash? Yeah, and he was married to her. But he married oh yeah, her when because she was, she was like, like 15, 15 yeah. right? Jinx. But then what they submitted as evidence was they submitted evidence, the marriage certificate where he forged or lied about her age saying that she was 18 and to protect himself saying, no, no, a marriage certificate says she's 18 and not her age so he'd get himself up. 
Get himself up. But um, <laughs> yes, he but, did. <laughs> but this was crazy. Go, R. Kelly was famous for producing her first album, which was called "Age Is Nothing But a Number." Whoa! Ooh, that didn't age well. <laughs> he was being the court He was being the court, courtroom, like, oh god, fuck. I wish <laughs> I didn't call it that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's gonna be used as evidence against me. <laughs> it's like, um, there's. That is this bad? Is this, is this bad? <laughs> age is nothing but, a, or age is just a number, or something. It's, like that. Yeah. It's another cringe thing. I was listening. I was listening to some podcast recently, and they were talking about how. Uh, OJ has a Twitter account and he tweets all the time and every single time you open it up and you look at comments you're like you mother you did it yeah. you killed them you did it you did it you did it like every single comment why do you keep tweeting <laughs> get away from the social platform like yeah. just nobody wants to hear what you have to say no. yeah uh, the, something to remember with uh, Kelly uh, was reading an article about I don't know if you know the dead metal band Cannibal Corpse no so with a name like that, their their songs of their name is like I have dead bodies in my basement, I collect skulls and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And recently, that that band is like from the eighties, right? Yeah. And recently, the uh, singer of that band got um, arrested because they found skulls in his basement and And it was like, ooh, and after that, you took out all the songs and you go. But I've heard of that in the. I've heard of that in the. There was a movie where the guy wrote a book. And he was he described murders. Well, what happened? Sorry, sorry. No, that wasn't it. This was and it was a clever twist, in the sense of the guy's a writer. He's bl- writer's block. Meets a guy, finds a, a manuscript, uh, like a transcript of a, a book. Yeah. Book's excellent at murder thing, and then he publishes it, and then it turns out the police come to arrest him because they everything he described was real. But mm. now he has to say I I stole the book from someone. Like yeah, yeah. But, but from who? It's like no, I fucking found it. It was with Cuba Gooding Jr. before he won the. I think it was called Murder of Crows. Ah, see my, it just like, yeah. Okay. Interesting concept though. Yeah. Because then you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I swear. Um, so this week we're going to talk about our last visit to our, um, to, uh, to yeah, our like watch shopping dealers yeah. in Montreal. Uh, before pandemic, we used to do that quite often. Go, yeah. go see our salesman. Go try to, um, who them are selling us Rolexes? Never worked. Flirt, uh, flirt with salesmen, <laughs> trying to get a yeah. discount. It's <laughs> so like, sir, please stop touching my face. <laughs> <laughs> I, call, I, I already called security. So, um, and um, we'll start with a wrist check. Well, I'll go first with my Air King. Uh, I was wearing it during our visit. I think the last episode we were talking about that. It was last week. I don't know the reference number one one six nine hundred. Yeah. Oh, yeah, is, yeah. Oh my God. Oh, wow. You, you oh, and I didn't even take a note for it. You win a prize. The prize God. is nothing. Okay, now, now I know everything about it. I need to sell it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I was wearing it during the air visits, trying to show them that uh, I can um, burn a lot of money and wait for years for a watch. Yeah. Trying to make them understand that uh, I'm one of their customers. Please give me something that I want. And even after that, they go look at you and go, mm, no, the wind is not blowing in the right direction today. Yeah. No watch for you. <laughs> um, Dima, what are you wearing this week? Uh, I'm also wearing the same watch that I wore when we went to the uh, dealer. It's yeah. my uh, Speedmaster Professional Moon Watch. Mm. Um, I've talked to you about it for so long, so I'm not going to speak too much about it. Um, <laughs> so you're wearing that just to show them that you have taste? When you get that Uncle Tico <laughs> bracelet for it? Uh, maybe soon at some point. Yeah, I, I, maybe I, I'm soon definitely at gonna, some point. Wait, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm probably gonna get it at some point. So, Very so good. yeah, me and Dimo were wearing the watches that we were the whole day. Uh, given as he always does, yes. switch watches during the day. So he yep. didn't left with the same watch he came in. That's right. So uh-huh. I ended up purchasing a watch when I was there and was there to help someone actually shop for himself. But I had this watch on my radar for a while and I wanted to share it. So 
I, I bought a Bulgari, Bulgari aluminium. Is the, is so, the name twice? Is yeah, it name it's, twice? Pro- it's literally called the Bulgari, Bulgari Lay Line. Okay. So it's like uh, Jacob by Mark Jacob. Bora, for Bora. Jacob and Co. <laughs> you would think so, yeah. <laughs> so in the 70s, Bulgari uh, created the concept of wearability in jewelry. So they... Did they? Yeah. yeah. They, they were a jewelry company and then they really came out. They came out with their first um, men's watch in 1975. They created what was called the Bulgari Roma, which is a gold digital wristwatch. And they had 100 pieces of it and it was to be given to their, their top... Um, to their top clients. The Bulgari, uh, the idea of the Bulgari Roma, so bu- instead of writing Bulgari, Bulgari, it was written Bulgari Roma on the on the bezel. Okay. And it was to mimic gold coins that were that were in the time of Rome that would have yeah. like, that would write, the Roman would, Empire. The Roman Empire would write about it. So the logo would be engraved on the bezel like the coins uh, struck by the Roman emperor. So the timepiece was launched in 77, it became the Bulgari Roma or the Bulgari Bulgari where they wrote it Bulgari all around it was a very simple men's watch it was it looked a lot like jewelry so a lot of gold um, black dials um, and you know luscious leather really so it was like jewelry making its way into watches what's um, so this watch what's interesting about it is it has a lot of branding it says Bulgari quite a bit but it's really subtle in how they do it and I'll explain why this watch came out... Because <laughs> it's black. <laughs> well, this watch came out in 19, 1998. It was a great success. And in 2008, they had stopped them. They, they were just wanted to move on. They changed it. So the original one was quartz, 38 millimeters. I, I liked it, but I thought it was a little small. I didn't want something that was quartz. And then they came back in 2020 with the new version of this watch. And this watch, um, I find it's a really interesting concept. It's a watch that, uh, with the name The Aluminium, has an aluminium case, uh, a rubber uh, bracelet it has a rubber bezel that is matte so all of this branding kind of disappears in it it has steel ribs within the bracelet that makes it incredibly comfortable like knuckles so it, it allows you to to um to form it to your wrist the reference of this watch is the 103445 it has a swiss eta 2892 100 meters of water resistance 40 millimeters um and it's 48 millimeters lug to lug it uh, has aluminium, like I said, titanium case back. And it has, uh, like the rubber is incredibly, incredibly high quality. So you'll see. But it's it's really cool because, and just to close on what I was saying, what really makes this watch really cool is that it's using materials that would not be seen in the luxury space. They kind of mesh it all together and they make a luxury watch. <clears throat> so it's material that you would see more in a tool. Exactly. It's, right. You know, so... I like Bulgari Bulgari because it's, it's, I like Bulgari. A lot of people may not. I think mm-hmm. what they're doing is incredible, by the way. Yeah. But what makes this watch even more special to me, and, it, and you guys are going to be like, why this watch of all? Is because this watch was designed by, it all, so. but it was designed by who? Gerald Genta in 1977. So, so Gerald Genta, this was one of the watches that he had designed um, amongst all of his other ones. And I think I really love it because it is also one that is really under the radar. Not everyone knows that. Um, so um, anyway, when it comes to Bulgari Bulgari, designed by Gerald Genta, probably the most affordable Gerald Genta you can get. Um, I love everything that Bulgari has been doing Is it really the days. most affordable Gerald Genta? 
Probably. Unless you go for like a vintage, right? Uh, like oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in, in Bulgari, in you, Bulgari right? bought Gero Genta's brand, right? And now they have, and then he got Gero Charles after. Do they still make uh, Gero Genta? Yes. Uh, a separate they, brand? They came, they came out with uh, two wonderful watches. One was on the Grail list, by the way. I keep it the, the retrograde and platinum that was like seventy five thousand dollars. But oh. they also came out with the Mickey Mouse one at the Geneva Days that we'll talk about. Ooh, and then uh, another episode. Another some episode. other episode. Yeah, or we already talked about it. Depends when this airs. <laughs> <laughs> so what is time? What is it's time? a construct. So the the Mickey Mouse right. So made by people to sell your more clocks. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I I I'm, is real. I'm really happy. I had this watch on my bucket Everyone's list. Gonna die. <laughs> ever since it came out. Um, maybe five, six years ago when I was looking at the ones that were made in the early 2000s, but this one really hit it out of the park for me. They have a chronograph, they have a black dial, they have the white dial. Uh, so I'm really just, I, I love this watch. So it's a, it's a diver, right? And it's not a diver. It's not a diver, no, but it, it is made watch. like a diver. hundred yeah. meters. I really like yeah. the bracelet. It's very cool, I find. The fact that it it's links, it's almost like links, but it's links yeah, it's on a rubber. Knuckles, you call it. Yeah, yeah, it's like rubber and there's like links on it and yep. it, their links are rigid. Yeah, there's so a lot. They're like knuckles. Yeah. So you said knuckles for me. I feel like it's like um, the best imagine is like piece of woods. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. There's like a spine, maybe. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it makes sense. Yeah. I, I kind yeah. of agree with knuckle. Knuckle, knuckle is because it. it yeah. kind of But I like the um, out a little bit, like the the, the dial the, where the, the lug, lug is. The watch. Yeah, the, the lug. The, the yeah. way the lug is, like the oh s- yeah, okay. the section on, on the side, like the, the, it's a screw, I guess. Yeah. Right. That design I really love. Uh, for me, I still have a hard time with. I think the Bulgari branding. Yeah, like yeah. The, the a name, lot of people don't like it. Yeah. The, the name for me doesn't. I like it because it's subtle on this one because yeah. it's all matte. It's all like but flushed out. I like the fact that when you when you show it to us at the ED and it was like I'm I'm living with this and I was like wow that's a beautiful G shock yeah and even the salesman's laughed <laughs> <It's> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah it's like the most expensive G shock you can get exactly well actually there I are G shocks more expensive eh? <laughs> oh shit yeah <laughs> if you look at the MRG well there's a ten thousand dollar G shock that came out the new. For uh, who? The new uh, for, <laughs> for the guy who was like for boats, <laughs> right? it's made out of uh, adamantium <laughs> like my Rolex was they had to go to Mars yeah like literally my, but my I think Rolex it's interesting like $2, because dollars cheaper than the $10,000 <laughs> but I think what's interesting is that you know I got something it's something I really like it shows that like you you like watches yeah but it's something that it shows at least that um, I have a specific like <laughs> that you owned everything and now no. you're going to the uh, special No, but that if, if, if you like something, it doesn't have to be something that everyone else likes and that's what's fun about watches. It also shows like what everyone is coming out with that's interesting. And I think we wanted to go through uh, our day and see what we, we kind of found along the way, right? What were our observations, some of the releases we saw and to talk about that, right? Yeah, so for me today, I have like two watches that stand out for me during our four hours in the field. <laughs> yeah. And uh, some interaction with the salesman, uh, salesman, yeah, they're really nice. They're really fun. They're they're our friends, but yeah. sometimes they're uh, confined within rules uh, with some brands that, for me as a consumer, doesn't make any sense. But I I, I like to maybe we can go over that a bit later on. Sure. Like you purchase something, so maybe you can talk about like how was the Bulgari purchasing purchasing experience, and I think Dima was in conversation with their Rolex department uh, as right. well. I had a yeah, a, yeah. And, and me, I asked questions and then look at me and they laughed. So you know. Yeah, I had a couple of takeaways, yeah. But yeah, I know you guys want to talk about releases and I'll talk about my observations <coughs> in between sort of thing. Uh, I don't have any releases in my list. I, I wanted to mention okay. uh, one before we go. Uh, I, I have two releases that I want to talk about. Uh, first one I'll mention now. Uh, I kind of like it. Not was never really a big fan. <coughs> I'm going to talk about the um, the, the new Vacheron Constantin um, overseas. Yes. Everest yes. Uh, version. Big news, yeah. Not a huge fan of overseas in general. Love this version. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find it's awesome, and um, 
again, I'm not, I wasn't super, let's say, knowledgeable about the story behind it, but basically, in a nutshell, um, there's a famous alpinist who went to Everest and he had a custom-made Vashon uh, Constantin out of titanium uh, that he wore. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of pictures of that and it became kind of like, it had like a cult following after for a couple of years and people were like discussing and um, uh, trying to see if, you know, Vashon is going to start making this and finally they decide to make this version. And so this is the overseas version that comes in the chronograph and non-chronograph version uh, that's made out of titanium and it comes on a, either a cloth or a rubber strap. What's cool about it is that it looks very subtle for Vacheron. I find maybe because it's it's um, titanium, it has like that very utilitarian. It makes it's, me think it, of like matte, a right? like a zenith defy almost. Oh yeah, that's exactly yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, 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 like it's but zenith is flashy. <laughs> well, but, but you gotta cer- get into some certain, other matte certain ones. Certain yeah. are matte. Yeah. This is also matte because titanium, right? Uh, Titanium. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It, it's an excellent watch. Expensive. $31,000 US for the regular dual time and $37,000 US uh, $1, for the, the chronograph. Um, it's limited, you know? If they make a regular edition, run of this. Beautiful watch. 150 meters water resistance, 42 millimeter case size. Um, it's a beautifully decorated case back with like with Everest on the um, on the rotor. It's a great sports watch. It's yeah. a beautiful, beautiful watch. I, I, I'm I'm not the hugest fan because like, Vacheron is a whole different level, let's say, of a brand, right? When you get into this, but this one is it looks subtle. It looks subtle, like you can wear it with shorts and t-shirt, right, and uh, somewhere. Um, I like the idea. I I really like the watch itself, and that one, the color scheme stands out to me because it's all matte with just different shades of gray. Because you know I'm Russian, so I like the <laughs> I Tones. like absence of color, just shades of gray. Absence. One and three are my favorites. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's what I was going to mention as uh, my uh, as just an interesting release. I think that was a very cool. <clears throat> Case back is beautiful. Mm. Um, two things for me: that design, that in- industrial look that a lot of um, let's say the big brands have, for me doesn't make it in my list ever. But for Davashon, was like, ooh, maybe. <laughs> which one is which one? Which one's the initial look like? That shape, you mean, like the Defy shape? Or well, it's not the Defy. You know, it really comes down to the Nautilus, the Audemars Piguet Royal yeah, Oak. Right. It's that, um, and I think it's the Vacheron Constaté overseas. Sorry, listeners out there, is that it, it's the it's the youngest one of them all. It came out in the '80s, right? Late '80s, '90s. So the other ones came out much earlier in the '60s. So a lot of people go, well, can it hold its own? its own you know weight and it has it's 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 sold out everywhere you can't really get one i wasn't always a fan of the overseas in their earlier generations or even the early 2000s but they got really nice in the mid the mm-hmm. 2010 to 2020 and this is a, a killer it's a great sports watch you know and and it really fits the form or not the form sorry it fits the function perfectly you know it's a solid sports watch and that's what a lot of people want and uh, and you can dress that up if you want it as well i mean if they have a leather band option letter strap option that you could attach to because they have the quick release you could wear it why not yeah you know? no for sure <clears throat> side note uh, i'm on their website right now it's in french which uh, website that particular website or just Vacheron. Up. <laughs> a general well, you're, website. you're not on that right now that's a cock <laughs> <laughs> le cock <laughs> <laughs> wow it, you know, this one we don't need to beep it out technically <laughs> it was in french right exactly yeah. oh yeah so it doesn't count <laughs> and um Timekeep, we translate that into French. It's like their banner is like Ti- time cop. Time cop. Acheter votre garde temps. Garde temps. Ouais. Garde temps. It's like buy your timekeep, right? Yeah. Vacheron Constantin, but like 
I never heard that in French ever. Are they just snob or maybe I don't know. They are. Call them. See what they yeah. say. You're about to find out how snobbish they are. Don't talk <laughs> to <laughs> us. <laughs> you never call us again. <laughs> oui, oui. So um, I'll continue on that note. So my first observation that I wanted to bring was RAD no longer sells Vacheron. And uh, I was asking, I was asking uh, Mr. Z there, we'll call him. Um, and he was saying, well, it's because... And it's going to lead to my other observation. He goes, it's because everyone wants only one of them everyone only wants the the overseas and then it leads me to my second observation which is the high end the vc patek that we saw langa uh we don't have odemar here but i've been to an odemar store just recently that there's nothing out there that they're only being re- well it feels like sometimes they're being reduced to their major pieces patek had a nice release this year or Eau de Marpiguer had a nice release at the beginning of the year and all we're seeing is new Royal Oaks. You know what I mean? Like the 1159 from Eau de Marpiguer was a flop, right? No one bought that thing. The, you know, I don't, it's, yeah, I feel like these larger brands, the real high-end brands, even the Langenzan, we were there, they had only three in the vitrine. They and I don't, wanted ha- to, don't have any datographs. No, Anything show me the Odysseus. Popular. They don't have it. They're being, re- I, I find these, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe these brands might be being reduced to that, but it's hurting the shopping experience. Yes, 100%. It hurts the shopping experience. It makes you feel it's like either I'm in the club or or fuck off. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. you're not worth yeah. my time. You're not worth even mm. seeing me in the vitri- in the in the vitrine in the window in the yeah, yeah. display in the display. And that was that was my second observation. And I came away from there a little bit pissed off seeing the Rolex <laughs> so, things yeah. empty. And I go, this is just ridiculous. It's nonsense. So yeah, that, I, like I was gonna I, I was gonna kind of add to going that on, a little bit. Going, yeah. The the thing that struck me the most at first, and I made a joke about it when we entered the store, yeah. is that the Rolex section... Seems under construction. Uh, f- f- the Rolex section was the largest section in the store, but it's also the emptiest section. And I, I, I agree <laughs> with Kevin. It kind of pisses me off. You go... <laughs> you go to Rolex, you don't get it. It's negative space. And then you see Longines <laughs> window, and it's full, oh. like overflowing. <laughs> but it pisses me off as well. Yeah, because I can go on YouTube and I can go to like Fratello, whatever, like any Hadinki and and read reviews at any watch I want, right? The whole point of an of an in store like a brick and mortar experience is to go and see it in person in watch. But if you go there and nothing is available, it 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 really takes away everything from experience. And Mm. I gotta say, like our AD that we went to is a good AD. Like it has a lot of stuff. One of the best service. I've been to the one in Toronto. It was empty. Just, just nothing in there. Like it's pointless to even enter. A Rolex store is oh, sorry. The Rolex section was empty, and I made a joke because the the store was expanding and it was still under construction. I made the joke saying like, "Oh, is this section also under construction?" Under maintenance. They, yeah, they laughed like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey okay, sure. Uh, you're never invited here again." Let me show you a panorama. Yeah, but but the same thing. Uh, once we uh, went to the. Um, I'm not gonna name like specific watches, but we went to the IWC section. Full. Yes, it's C section. Uh, <laughs> the one watch that I wanted to see that came out this year was the Big Pilot Forty Three. Yeah. Wasn't there? Yeah, but, but, they, but they, it's they, still, they, still, it's still not. Wait, 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 it was announced. It's not out yet. 
I thought right? it was out yet. Well, it's like September-ish. It's going to be... Well, on the website, you have all the spec in the pricing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're but it was announced, but I think, okay, so then, okay. I think they, start, they start sending them out. Okay, I thought it was already out. But still, no, but... but like, I take it back. No, but, no, but, but, but look, Tudor right? GMT wasn't there, right? Yeah. It's the the most popular watches but, of most brands are just not available. So, But at the same time, like if I look at the uh, drive through industry, the car industry, when <laughs> there's a, a, an ad for a new car, dealerships still have one unit to you show, look, not to sell, right? Sir, you look at the drive-through industry from the window of your McDonald's store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Talking about new buckets from KFC. Yeah, yeah. But uh, would you like, uh, like? Would you like me to supersize your order? Do you like not consider that? It's like so much work for me when you do that. Yes, <laughs> I know because we're assholes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dealership gets the car that you see in the ad. Normally, even the same the color, right? And they're not for sale. They own by the brand, but they rent them, them out so people can go sit in it, see it, hear it, feel it, and place an order. An order. So same way that I think dealers should have yeah, one of, want, one of each no. model. So Not necessarily the spec that you want, but to... Why are they going to help convince you to go buy it on the gray market from someone else? The, the market today is not set up for this because people who want those watches they don't need to wear them and try them on they already know that they want to get them right yeah because they're rich but here's the other thing uh, you know and 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 then again to the rolex point i don't know if you guys saw in the news this week but rolex actually finally came out with a, a released a statement on their supply issue oh yeah and what yeah. they say <laughs> <laughs> you no there are no all, comments no no there's really interesting they said the one thing is they can't keep up with demand is what they said without impacting the quality of their production. So Bullshit. that was the, when we had that Rolex argument, right? Then you and I were like mm-hmm. facing off. That was my kind of comment. But at the, sa- at the same time, the company is loaded. They can just build a new factory. Yeah, they can, justify, is not they can justify everything. But that's a nice explanation, right? Yeah. It's a nice it's explanation. F- it's a, very it's corporate. A, it's BS. It was like, thank you. Your, it's a good PR message move. Is very, that was, that, I, like every politician goes, you know, Carl, that was a really great question. I want to thank you for asking it. You know, you're an American hero. And then they go, and then they go, uh, them kids. It is, <laughs> it is really important in this country to be able to ask questions. Exactly. And very it's like, I really, really respect you for asking this question. It's a great question. Because it's a free country and everybody's supposed to be able to ask any question they want next, next question next question <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly how it flows yeah. so you know it's still bullshit yeah like, it's come on total load of crap. but it, and, and it really so and i'll go I'll continue this observation what i saw i feel that a lot of the displays they looked empty some of them and i do think that covid has impacted this production speed yes. there were a lot of watches announced but i don't think they're and I don't think it's it was only Rolex. There were some of them were like, oh, we didn't get those yet, or that's late. Possible. Grand Seiko was a little bit empty, and they said it. They released a press statement saying, "Yeah, we 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 we're behind in our orders. Sure, we're behind for in sure. Our numbers, right? So, but be patient. We'll catch up. Sure, and they will. They will. But right. it's more like there's a, some of them will never do in 2026. <laughs> no, but I think Grand Seiko will. I think yeah. you know, oh, you want it? We'll get you because because when they need more stuff, they hire more people. They have another factory. Wow. What a crazy idea! <laughs> but they, but they, to be honest, they trained though, new watchmakers. Who thought of that? <laughs> but do we? But we don't really know how, let's say, elastic the demand for watches is in in general in the economy. Like, let's say, if anything changes economically, how quickly the supply subsides, right? Like, if yeah. you look at like aviation, right? As soon as let's say, mm. um, but in, in there's ju- a coronavirus, people yeah. stop flying and they have to fire like seventy five percent of their staff and like park all the airplanes. Yeah. Like how are watches affected by 
stuff like that and economic downturns. I don't know that. Well, is it a stable well, uh, one, one business our, or not? One of our AD, um, the first one we visit on our, our day trip, uh, when I when it picked up my Air King, I was asking them, hey, how did the pandemic affect your business, right? And what he told me is like, same thing when at the 2008 um, economic crash. is like the luxury field is the last thing to get hit and is the yeah. first thing to uh, catch back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Because so the like, he's rich like, people only get richer, right? It doesn't and, matter. And he's like, he said, the demands for Rolexes at that time when I asked him, he said, didn't move during the pandemic. Like the, the, the peak of the pandemic, like people not working, it was like, we're still at the same amount of calls. We still yeah, at the same the amount people, of demands. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> quick tangent on that note, uh, speaking of demand for like extremely luxurious products, mm-hmm. there's a Russian... Uh, a businessman who owned like a Russian uh, cellular network and he immigrated to the UK in London. As they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as most <laughs> of them do. Some of them buy, some of them buy, uh, owns Chelsea. <laughs> some of them buy teams, some of them don't. Uh, this guy um, st- opened up a, a alcohol, like a st- liquor store where he only sells Uber exclusive uh, drink, alcohols. And it's like a bottle of wine from like 1920. A bottle of vodka from like mm. 1950, whatever. Like right? it's so like everything is like tens and thousands, dozens of thousands of dollars. And same question he was asked is like, so like, why this business specifically goes? Because people who are in the market for that kind of stuff, nothing affects them. Yeah. They don't like take a bus ride to 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 my store. They fly from Dubai to buy that bottle, right? They don't care. They don't well, affect, sorry, get affected the pandemic, by the economic the, downturns. The statistics came out. The the wealthy uh, the wealthy group of the world. Like, I don't know what the percentage was, but they made something like a trillion dollars or something. Probably like they want the, the rich one percent. No, but it's true. Yeah, but yeah. Man, and they, what did they, they with that trillion dollar? Yeah, they but the, all the Daytonas. But the top fifty percent or the top twenty percent, they're also doing well. Is what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So they didn't feel it. So the Rolex demand didn't go down at all. Forget it. So all that to say that I don't think the pandemic is a good reason for Rolex not to <laughs> ramp up their business anyway. That yeah. was our tangent on uh, PR from Rolex. <laughs> I have another observation. Tudor's feeling the popularity. Not sure because of Rolex. I feel they're hitting home runs. Uh, they become attainable after a short amount of time, maybe a year. But pay attention, Rolex. They come out with a Submariner, they're going to rule the market. Yeah, but as the mother was saying last time, that won't happen, right? Maybe. I don't know. Because they're going to eat, a, eat uh, a market share they're from They're already Rolex. doing it, right? There's, they're, they're just doing like home run after home run yeah. and, and Omega better pay attention because I find like some of the stuff they're doing I'm like man they're kicking Omega's ass now with their new Meta certified movement in Tudor hmm. just be careful like you know they're doing really 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 well but it also makes me it also made me draw one conclusion I think in my watch collecting habits I'm really attracted now to the independence to Stepan Sarfaneva Kari and Moser Orage Sartre Ribillard which is going to be like their independence going up Garrick Corona Tokyo, even the less expensive, right? Ming, Constantine Shaken, all this stuff that these people are doing. I'm like, fuck, instead of spending 20 grand in a store where I can't get a watch, I don't feel like I'm like, you can speak directly to the owner and you can buy yeah. a Garrick for 6,000 pounds. And that watch has an engine turned guilloché dial. Hmm. Like yeah. it's unfucking believe made by hand and it takes 18, it takes 18 months to make. But the guy you put in your order, he goes, in 18 months, you have your watch. I'm making it by hand. It's mm-hmm. just oh no sorry what did I say eighteen months or eighteen weeks, that's in, but, and you get this really like I'm like that's fucking awesome yeah but you see that's not only in the watch industry let's go back to the drive through industry <laughs> cars yeah, yeah. Um, most cars that you, you that we see are not attainable like when you look at Bugattis Pagani's Koenigsegg they're for like French 
<laughs> not kind of exact though. <laughs> no? The, is, are they da Danish? Swedish. Close. Yeah. Same, um, same. Same, same. Most people who have money and want a special car won't be ever able to buy those things. Like there, there's a Bugatti store in Toronto that you go there and just look at you it's like, do you own any other? No, go back home. We won't sell one to you, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and now there's a lot of coach builders. So people, companies who do custom cars for those people, they're still expensive cars. They go for like half a million to $1.5 million, but at least you can go to Glickenhaus in, uh, in East Coast in the US and I want one of your car, right? And he's like, okay, it's like, be ready in a year and a half, two years. And it's a supercar. It has all the performance. It's like 95% there versus a Bugatti. And you can get it. It's going to be custom built for you. And you have that relationship with the builder, right? Yeah. There's Radford. Radford from the UK, but now they've set up shop in, in LA. Same thing. They base all their cars on Lotuses, uh, but they're coach built. So they're unique with the way they look, right? And you that, can go see them. And, and that's wonderful. And, and you go, okay, I'll give you $400,000 and you have your custom spec car for you and you have that relationship with the manufacturer of that car because people right now even in the car world are not able to get the car they want right right so they have to go coach build same thing you're saying with the smaller brands and more independence right it's like because i want the daytona i'll never get one yeah right it's yes i like it that's it like i, I go to 80s even they don't see it <laughs> like ever you go on the aftermarket they Eight times but the you price. Can, but you can get in on the aftermarket. That's the yeah, thing. But yeah, but you can also get Bugattis on you, the aftermarket. <laughs> yeah, you, you can. And I, I will kind of continue on the uh, um, inability to get a Rolex watch. Yes, you can get it on the um, aftermarket, and I'll get to that in a sec. I, I kind of inquired, and I, I've been trying to, and I, you know, for everybody who's listening, for the one person who's listening, I, I really am a huge fan of, the, well, the, even the classic Submariner. Whatever the Cyclops, no Cyclops, I don't care. Any Submariner will do uh, if I can get hands on it, right? But I really want to... Maybe not. <laughs> well, no, maybe not. Uh, I don't have that many kidneys to sell. But uh, the one that I really want to get, I, I, I'm a huge fan of the GMT Master, uh, Pepsi specifically. Like the, the standard, uh, the classic. I, I don't want to go for vintage. I just want to get the, the, the proper current generation. I love the Jubilee bracelet that they are using on it right now. Everything is amazing about it. Try to get on the on the list. Try to you know be able to get on the list. I have, let's say, some uh, previous um, relationship with what? the AD. I have bought watches there before. We all, and, we all did. Yeah, and the the well, story what, that I was. What did he tell you? Well, that's it. The story that I was told basically is that you have to buy a lot more before we consider putting you on the list, mm -hmm. right? But I think once you're on the list, you probably get it, right? Well, yeah, in, in a certain well, amount of time, right? But you have to buy four years, and uh, to the point where like you have to buy like jewelry, like not just watches, just just buy a lot of different stuff. Yeah, and and you know it's unfortunate, but you can go you can go to the you can go to the aftermarket and you can well, find it. But I checked, it's at thirty thousand dollars. Yep, it's three to, uh, almost thirty thousand. Like Eighteen thousand US, right? Not anymore. Well, I went to Corona Twenty Four and I checked a few. Like I didn't they're do all, like a very, all, very old, like twenty eight and up. <laughs> yeah, it's right. like, like a Joma cl shop close to thirty thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but but yeah, Joma shop is probably yeah, a good like source if, for if that you, kind of stuff. If you do the mat, right? It's green market, right? If you do the mat, do you need like what's the price of a GMT right now? It's 15? I think it's about eleven twelve, right? Eleven twelve. It's twelve thousand Canadian. So, so yeah, it's nineteen thousand for the Batman, and. 20,000, 25,000 for the so US. US. Yeah. So, so, yeah, but it's, if you it's, want a Batman it's over 30, at 19,000, it's about 30 grand, right? 19,8 is yeah. 30 grand US? No, it's about 
It's three times the price of the watch, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can get it if you really want it, but like, I don't want it that much. No, but the point is you're going to have to, yeah, and you're going to have to fork over to buy jewelry and, you and won't, other shit too. And you won't. You, you, you'll need to be, quote unquote, a good customer and like burn 10 to $20,000. But, like exactly, right? so. but that's also financially a waste of money because what if Rolex comes out with a statement saying, hey, are we going to ramp up production? That's going to like, all the prices yeah. in the aftermarket are going to tank, right? Yeah, but that won't happen. But a good example, guys. Porsche, uh, Anneau de Marpiguet, <laughs> Royal Oak is 18K. You know, that's Try getting it, it that's, for less than 60, but eh? that's an MSRP. The yeah. Nautilus is not much more. The Nautilus is like but 30K, I think. It's also right? kind of like, hey, you have to like sacrifice your firstborn before we put you on, uh, yeah. on the list, right? Yeah, sure. And yeah. Rolex is the fairy of the watch world. <laughs> But I but I get it. Like I I, yeah. I get it. I'm sure you but can. It's not only Rolex. I'm sure you can negotiate. I'm sure if you have enough money, you can go to the store and be like, "Listen, I'm gonna buy five watches from you right now. Get me like a GMT if, master. If the GMT, if is you there. give me a GMT in like yeah. a month, right? I'm sure you can find a way, right? Because everybody who really has the money can honestly get yeah, the watches right, they want. There's right? no rule when you're rich, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's just what, what's the cost, right? How much five money watches. do you have to spend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's what you have to spend a hundred thousand dollars before you yeah. get a ten thousand dollar watch. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's nonsense. It's but lot. the thing is, can you resell that hundred thousand dollar? Like, if it's like a five months of work of reselling all the watches <laughs> for MSRP, if you can, but yeah, you can. Look, you can go to any Rolex yeah. store and do the same thing. Same Buy thing. I, I don't know if it, I would have get uh, gotten my Air King if I didn't purchase my Pelagos at that store. Right. Right. Maybe not. Maybe not. Right. We'll see if before they getting me your, for that sub. Before getting your Milgas, you purchase other watches at that store too, right? Yeah. So would you have be able to get that uh, Milgas, right? Maybe because Milgas, when you're already yeah. a customer, they won't tell you those things. They won't exactly. tell you, oh, because you purchased five watches, and oh, you're a customer? I wonder, yeah. I don't know if there are many people for the Milgas because it's not a sub, right? No. But now the Milgas is going to like explode but in the, value. But the thing is, they, they still... Like my Air King still gained value when I left the store, so there's enough demand for them to be pricier... Uh, out of the gate so yes there's enough demand then because mm. if nobody wanted them they would either keep their value or lose their value right that's the best way of seeing it so most Rolexes gain value so they all have enough demand to uh, just be like so I'm sure it's because I purchased my, my Pelagos I'm sure it's because you purchased other watches with them before if it wasn't the case I'd probably tell you yes and I was listening to a podcast a car podcast in LA and it went to they went to a Rolex store to purchase a sub and Aria had two sub the, the the guy, but they didn't purchase it there. And the store legit it, it opened the door, it walked in, they didn't say hi. They said no steel. No, oh yeah, no, no steel, sport yeah, watches. No sports, yeah. We don't even talk to you. You're not customer here. That's the first thing they did. Like they, they say that to the guys like, hi, no steel, no sport line. You're not customer here. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. It is insane. Yeah. Yeah. It is insane. I, I, I be that day when I when when I left, I, I we saw a bunch of watches. We're going to talk about that in, in a second. I remember it's like, do do I want to be a Rolex customer? Do I want to like I, I love well, yeah, my Rolex, yeah. and I was like, I could just sell it and get other things with that money and like be happy and like. <laughs> but but the reason why there's such a demand and they they're so high in price in value in the aftermarket is because people want those watches. Because they make good watches. Yeah. It's because it is a good watch. Because yeah. the like. They but make. It, uh, is it thirty thousand dollar good? Your GMT? No, 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 for sure. Exactly right. <laughs> that I agree. But that that's that that value that price is built on speculation, right? No. The true value of that watch, I don't know, fifteen maybe. I don't know. Like I, I, I would so say. So you still think they punch above their MSRP? Well, because it's hard to get, right? Like let's say let's say if you told because you of like, exclusivity. Yeah, like let's say if I if they told me, um, 
we, we can put you on the list, but you'll have to pay 15 instead of 12, right? Mm, I'll probably say yes, right? There's yeah, because you'll get the money back no matter what. And exactly, exactly. But, that, but, but they will get the extra $3,000 from me, right? So, so for me, yeah. that is worth it, I think. Mm. And every, obviously, there's a threshold. Like, there's a specific price mm. after which it becomes not really Nonsense. financially viable. Yeah. Like, not doesn't that, make any what, sense. That's what in the car world dealerships does. They, they cannot stop people from buying it, but they can put over a hover sticker. Right, and literally, if I was an AD, and you know, I would tell like I would do that. I'd be like, hey, listen, I can put you on the list. You'll have to pay. F- you have to give me three thousand dollars. Yeah, and I'm like, but sure, I'll pay. The- there's some who does that because Joe Shop is able to get some at that reasonable yeah, price. Yeah, because they know somebody. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. but so Joe Shop, there, they, does, does somebody buy a proper watch and just sell them? it to Joe Shop? I think because if they sell for like eighteen, nineteen. It's not far from that, it was right? Expensive? No, it was like twenty-five. Yeah, for the well, the Batman was nineteen. Yeah, and the oh, okay, FC okay, right. So but US, it's still yeah, a lot. It's still a lot. Hmm. It's a lot. So anyway, yeah. but maybe I'll make a another observation that'll uh, we can talk about a little bit. One of the things I saw when I was there, I think, and I'm a I'm a fan of the Richemont brands. So the Richemont brand, you have Beaumont Mercier, you have Jaget Lecoutre, you have um, IWC, Panerai. So I think what I saw there, first takeaway, I think Jaeger Lecoutre needs to come out with some new models. Cartier also? I think that, yeah, I think that they're a little generic these days. I feel that they're lacking a little inspiration, Jaget. You, come on, you need to come out with what? a little no, bit of inspiration. On. Look at that but new I'll color you. scheme for the reversal. What are you saying? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but my point is, because, and the reason why I'm weighing them, I go, dude, your fucking colleague, IWC, is killing it. All of their models, their pilot, their dress, their fields, they continue to improve every single one of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's true. I, I agree with you on this one. I, I'm a huge fan of Jaget Lecoutre, yeah. specifically for the history. And, you know, I, we did an episode on the history and I, I talked about them. I love the history of Jaget Lecoutre. But I agree with you that um, they haven't innovated a lot. They've kind of like... Take some risks. They <laughs> go forward. In the car world, this is like dude, they did a restyle, right? They didn't yeah. do a new model, they restyled. Tudor that only does black base still does a lot of innovation, <laughs> right? There's a GMT, <laughs> here's a fucking this, ceramic a ceramic one. this, yeah. a gold, a brat, like whatever, yeah. you know, like and, and, and maybe if I could quickly mention uh, one of the observations that I made in the if we we're ready to start doing that. Yep. because uh, it's kind of connected a little bit to it usually could. Um you know, I'm a huge fan of the brand. I, I like a lot of their watches. I love the Memovox. Yeah, I did, I think, two episodes of the podcast when I was talking about them specifically. I love the Master Control. I love the, the Polaris, which is kind of like the Speedmaster 2.0 in terms of specs. And look is nice, but, you know, Speedmaster is Speedmaster. Can't really fight that. Um, <laughs> Cannot uh, fight, only lose. <laughs> I, I always thought that the, the Jezele Kutter Master Control, maybe Moon Phase, doesn't even have to be Moon Phase, could it just be a regular small seconds, like the most basic version because they have different versions of the Master Control. Um, it was like, to me, the perfect dress watch. Per- absolutely perfect. Uh, but, you know, like in the recent months, I've started to really, there's a brand in, from Germany that started to really grow on me and it's the uh, Glassut Original. Yes. Again, because I read about their store and I understood why they called them original and I thought it was super cool. Uh, and in general, I, I like the watches that they make. You know, they, they've released an amazing version of uh, a diver watch, the, the Glasswood uh, CQ. Beautiful watch, right? But they also have a fantastic dress watch that I actually saw in person at the AD. And this is the, um, this is the um, uh, Glasswood Original Senator um, line. What? That to me 
and this is why I compare it to Gla- to uh, Le Couture, is is the perfect dress watch. Ooh, damn! It is so. It's so minimalist as a dress watch, but it's also like it is so classy, so stylish. The hands on that watch to me are the most beautiful hands I have seen, and it it's not cheap. It's uh, eleven thousand Canadian dollars for like the most class standard stainless steel, no nonsense, like no no other functions, no other complications uh, version. Uh, obviously, thermally blued hands, the wide dial. Stainless steel case, um, a black um, leather strap. What I thought is amazing is the specs on the on the watch. Right, it's it's a it's a forty millimeter dress watch, four hertz with a hundred hours of power reserve, right, and it's automatic movement as well. They decorated case back. It's just you get a shit ton of watch, and I feel like. If you, especially if you look at Rolex, right? Because Rolex is known to not decorate their case backs. They also, like, they don't even stamp anything on the back. It's just plain steel, right? Yeah, sure, for sure. They're going for this, like, robust the design style, right? That watch, um, you pay $11,000, which is similar to, like, a Rolex price for whatever, the Milgas, whatever. But you can see where your money went when you look at that watch, right? Because right. it, it's so well decorated. The mechanism itself is, like, Fantastic. You very rarely get a, a, a small, thin dress watch that they manage to put an automatic movement with 100 hours of power reserve. It, mm-hmm. it, it is, by itself, an achievement, right? So, and, and it's such a, it's a German style, like Langenzona, it has a very similar, Glasur original is just, it's a bit more, let's say, obtainable than a Lange. But I find that the, for me, they just perfect a dress watch that I consider to be like a yeah a style. perfect yeah. Um, a side note: they 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 have a senator for every taste and every pocket. Eh? <laughs> they have like scandalized tourbillon right. and like stuff like that. You go okay, but the cheapest one probably is like the standard, right? That with no, no nothing like eleven thousand dollars. No, for sure, it is not cheap, right? It's still uh, like a, a upper tier of watches, right? It's yeah probably more expensive than a Jeanne right? In general, mm-hmm. closer to like the Vacheron, like the big three. In prices in general, right? But it, like, I feel like you really see what you get. Sorry, you, you really get what you pay for. You can see what you what you pay for. Right. For the time. watch. Right. <laughs> Eleven thousand dollars to see the time. And, yeah, but whoever even looks at time when they watch it, <laughs> I don't. Hey guys, that was part one, a long one. We talked a lot. So come back next week. See you next week. 